G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of this marketing thing. Selling on Amazon's easy, right? Wrong. Today I want to look at why I failed on Amazon. See you on the other side. Hi, my name's Kyle Macker and I've been a pilot in the aviation industry for half my life. So you may be asking why am I doing this marketing thing, right? Well, I'm so passionate about aviation. Flying a big jet is just awesome. There's nothing like it. However, I realized that being a pilot is nothing what it used to be, especially during COVID. If I wanted to live the life of my dreams on my terms, I was going to have to teach myself a new skill. So three years ago, I started my marketing journey. I dove deep into the marketing world. I dug into the books, psychology, persuasion, anything that would help with a person saying yes to a product or service. I love it. However, I have a big problem. It's all theoretical knowledge and I have no hands-on experience and I still have so many questions. The biggest thing that I know is if we want our businesses to stand out in a noisy marketplace, we have to become better marketers. The best marketer will always win. So follow me on my journey and hopefully along the way it can help you spark up a few ideas that I've learnt so you can implement in your business. So make sure you subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the latest episodes. And also if there's anything you want to know about, get in touch with me at thismarketingthing.com. So let's get into it. So today I want to look at uh, why I failed on Amazon, the learning curves that I went through, the uncomfortable feelings, and ultimately why it didn't work. Um, so what I'll do first is I'll tell the story on how it all went down, and then I'll tell you the lessons that I learned from it and the, maybe the takeaways that you can get from it. So back in 2015, I started really diving into investing in wealth creation. So I read books about Warren Buffett, Benjamin Graham, Charlie Munger, all those guys that are fantastic at value investing. And that was the sort of investing style that really sort of stuck out to me. I really, it sort of went along with my personality really well. So basically what in value investing is, is you're buying really good quality businesses at a discount to their intrinsic value. So when the price is below the value of what you think the business is worth, and then you hold it for a long periods of time, you don't touch it. So it's not like day trading where you buy something in the morning and then you sell it in the afternoon or anything like that. That's not that's not investing to me, that's speculating. And you may as well go to the horse races and have beers with your mates while doing it because it's more fun. But I don't think um, day trading definitely doesn't is not something that I resonate with. So I went with the value investing. Now, there's not much to do. It's just you buy then a stock and you just sit on your hands. That's it. You leave it. You don't touch it. Come come back in 10 years time, right? So I had a, I had a lot of spare time off and I was like, oh, geez, I'd love to have my own business. My parents have their own businesses. And I was like, ah, oh, I'd really like to have, so when I saw a YouTube ad talking about Amazon and how much money people were making, it really sort of piqued my interest. So I watched these YouTube videos of these YouTube gurus on how much money they were making and basically get a product from China, send it to Amazon.com and boom, your money just starts rolling in. You know, Jeff Bezos is paying your account every, you know, once a month or whatever, two weeks, whatever it was. And it's all just so easy. 
Now, two mistakes there. First mistake, YouTube gurus. Be very, very careful. Some YouTube gurus are so full of shit. Now, I'm not saying all of them are. There's some really good ones out there that provide a lot of free value, and and it's great. But there's some other ones that have no idea, and they're trying to sell you a $1,000 course. So just be be careful. I remember I did a Amazon PPC ad campaign course, and after I'd completed it, you know, I, I felt reasonably, I, I felt very comfortable doing Amazon PPC campaigns. Um, all of the researching, the keywords, you know, everything. I felt like I had a pretty good handle on how to do a proper ad campaign. I then went back and watched some of the YouTube videos on PPC ad campaigns, and I was absolutely amazed that some of these guys that said they were gurus on Amazon teaching people how to do PPC campaigns was frightening. If they structured their ad campaigns like they were going to structure them, it would definitely not have been profitable at all, not possible. So just be careful, YouTube gurus can be full of shit. My dad once had a saying, those that can't do teach and those that can't teach administrate. Now that is definitely not true in every case. There's some people out there that are just really passionate about teaching and sharing the knowledge that they have, which is fantastic, it's great. But just be careful of some of these YouTube gurus. That's all I'll say. Now second mistake, I thought it was gonna be easy. No business is going to be easy, that's for sure. You know, whether it's an online business, a barbershop, or bakery, doesn't matter. You are gonna have to wade through the mud for a little while until you get some good people and some good systems set up. It doesn't come easy. So me thinking it's gonna be sitting on the beach somewhere, four hour work week, it's just not gonna happen at the start. And sure, it's not to say that it can't happen in the future when you do have those people and the systems set up, but not definitely not at the start. So anyway, I was sold on selling on Amazon. First thing I had to do was set up a company here in Hong Kong. So I had to do that at a place called Company Registry. Now, those of you that aren't from Hong Kong or don't know that anything administrative in Hong Kong can be frustrating. If you're missing a form, it'll just be cannot. They won't tell you which one, it'll just be cannot. So anyway, I thought I had all the documents in line went down to company registry, and I get a big cannot. They say, I need this form, and I can't remember which one it is, but I was like, ah. So anyway, disheartened, I started to leave, and I I called up my mate who had just set up a company only a few weeks earlier, and I said, oh, they won't let me do it. I'm missing this form. And he said, you could just go down one level in the building, and they will give you a generic one. So armed with that information, I marched back up to her and I said, I, can't I just use your generic version of that form? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just go down and get it one level below. So that, that's the sort of frustration. Anyway, set up the company. That was done. Then, done. then I set up the Amazon business through Amazon. That was not a problem. All the while, I'm researching a product. 
Now, I was doing run-of-the-mill, looking for high-volume, low-demand. Really, I had no idea what I was doing. So I got this program called Amachete, and it's meant to look at different sales data and how much people are selling a product on Amazon. The software, Amachete, complete garbage. I tried to get rid of it into using it, and I couldn't even get a hold of the guy for two months. It was just terrible, terrible software. Later on selling an Amazon, I got into another program called Helium 10. That's a good software program if you're an Amazon seller. But how we basically found what to sell on Amazon is my fiance works in skincare in the skincare industry and she told me about this product product called derma rollers and they're basically sort of like a you hold this handle and it's sort of like a cylinder with little needles in it and it's sort of, it's sort of into your face and it's meant to increase the collagen production by your body because it, it's sort of like a work a workout your skin right Anyway, we found this product and I saw it online and, you know, it had reasonably high demand and there wasn't that many people selling it at the time. Oh, this is great. We'll try and sell this product. So all excited. We've got a product now. So I jumped on Alibaba.com, went and found some manufacturers manufacturing the derma rollers. I got some samples set out. I basically went with the guy that spoke better English because they were all basically the same. While I was waiting for the samples, I got the packaging designed by a graphic designer. That took a little bit longer than I thought it was going to take because on Fiverr.com, I think there's some people on there that really don't know what they're doing. But anyway, 12 revisions later, got the box designed. So then I could send the design to the manufacturer. So he had a box to put the derma rollers in. Then a couple of days after I placed my order for a thousand units, Amazon.com come back to me and said that my item had been restricted because it had needles in it. Now, these needles are tiny, tiny things. They're 0.25 millimeters. But anyway, Amazon had restricted it. Even though there's heaps of other sellers selling the exact same product on Amazon, but I was going back and forth with Amazon and really getting nowhere. And then by that stage, the manufacturer had finished manufacturing the product. So he wanted to get rid of them. So I basically had these thousand derma rollers that I had nowhere to send them to. So what I had done previously is set up an Amazon UK account. So basically, I just quickly made a listing there, got the shipping labels, gave them to the manufacturer and then had them sent to the UK. Now this was basically a disaster because I had completed no product research in the UK whatsoever. So when the product arrived in the UK, we weren't really selling any. We might sell one or two a day if we were lucky and trying to really optimize the listing. I knew I needed to happen faster, so I invested in a course on paid advertising, so pay-per-click, I referred to it earlier. And that was a really good course. It was about an eight-week course, and it was pretty in-depth. And we started to implement some of the strategies in that course, and we got up to selling about 15 a day on Amazon in the UK, which was pretty good. But we were spending large amounts on advertising. We weren't really making any money at all. 
And the main reason it's glaringly obvious to me now is that we were selling a commodity product against other commodity products. And the problem with doing that is that the lowest price guy will be the winner. And that is not where you wanna be in business. You wanna be able to charge the most. But in order to do that, you have to make an offer, a really value-packed offer. What else do people want with their derma rollers? What are the problems and fears with using a derma roller? And we just didn't put together an offer. We were selling a commodity product against another commodity product. It's just never going to work. And at the time, I just didn't know why. I was frustrated and feeling so stuck. I was spending more on ads than I was making. But this is how naive I was. I thought, oh, well, at least I'm getting the brand out there. And when people search Dermarola, they're seeing our brand. But that is just so naive. I remember hearing this quote that said, the most, the person that can spend the most acquiring a customer wins. Now, that is absolutely true, but there is a way to do it. You can't just tip money in advertising and not get any contact information or follow-up or it just, it just doesn't work. That's another big problem with Amazon is that you don't get their contact information. They're Amazon's customers, not yours. Now, I'll talk about this more later, but for advertising, if you put a dollar in, you must get a dollar out. You can't be like the big companies and just advertise for brand familiarity. We can't do that. For Nike, Mercedes-Benz, all those big guys, yeah, absolutely, they can, they can do it. But that's dumb advertising for a small business. They can't do that. So you must be able to put a dollar in and get a dollar out at least to pay for the advertising. And then you've got their contact information and then you can follow up with emails, phone calls, and then make them offers frequently. And then that's where you make your money. Because offers plus frequency equals cash. But you must have their contact information. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on, how I would go about getting contact information if I was selling on Amazon. So I'll continue with this story. I know I'm talking about some of this stuff in the middle, but I will come back to it all, the main reasons why I failed on Amazon. So at this stage, we're feeling stuck, lost. I didn't know how to sort of get it so it was profitable. So on my Facebook feed one day, I was scrolling through and obviously I was targeted for the business stuff and there was this four-hour free business event here in Hong Kong and it was an American company that were coming over to talk about business and how you can make it work and I thought oh great I'll go free why not so then the upsell was a 297 three-day course in October so I was like fantastic I'll go to that that's fantastic value so my fiance and I went and we had a great time it was really good really enthusiastic optimistic and we signed up for a mentorship program now we were all all excited because I thought this will be it. This will get me unstuck. I'll know exactly where to go. These guys have been in business for many, for many. They've started many companies, and they'll point us in the right direction. So we had a couple of months before we started this mentorship program. So in the meantime, I was able to rectify after all this time the Amazon.com listing. So I got five hundred 
Dermarolas made and sent them to the US market. And I set up the listing, I set up the advertising as per the course that we took. So we were all ready to go. Now in a couple of months time, we, we got as part of the package five hours of coaching with an experienced Amazon seller. Now he was really happy with the listing. He was happy the way we were advertising. He gave me a little tweak, a few tweaks here and there. But by the fourth week, because we do an hour a week, uh, he sort of said, oh, look, I don't think this product is going to be profitable. It's just going to be one of those break-even ones. You're going to have to start selling another product. Now, at the time, I was devastated because I spent so much time on this product and getting it to market. The research, the graphic design, everything. So I was really deflated. Now, the thing that annoys me a little bit is that we had paid someone that's an experienced Amazon seller and people that are experienced in business to come in and look at the problems that we had and to help us fix them. Now, they didn't fix the most glaringly obvious problem. And I know what it is now is that we weren't selling an offer. We were selling a commodity product against other commodity products. So it was that was never going to work. So the fact that they didn't know that or didn't tell us to fix that up was a big problem in my opinion. However, I sort of realized that at that stage, it was over for us for that product. Now, for the next couple of months, it took a bit of a hard toll on me. I, it really sort of hurt because I'd put a lot of work in and it had failed. And it hurts, right? So I just basically put everything down and then I went into study. I thought, I need to know how to sell products first. I've never sold anything really in my life, so I need to learn how to sell. And then that got me involved in different things about sales funnels and the psychology of selling. And that's where I've spent the last probably year and a half, two years is just knuckling down on learning how to sell and reading books and studying deeply in it. And I needed to acquire that skill because I just wouldn't feel confident taking on another venture, not knowing what I was doing because that feeling sucks. And I hated having that feeling of not knowing what I was doing. So what we'll do now is let's look at the seven mistakes I made on Amazon and we'll go through and talk about those again. So number one, YouTube gurus. Now I think I've said enough about these guys. Just be careful where you get your information from. Number two. Now I think I've touched on this one enough as well. Business being easy. Business is not easy and you're going to have to wade through the mud for a little while till you learn, get some good people, get some good systems in place. But it's not easy. Now number three. I didn't touch on this earlier but this is focusing on a product instead of the market. It's having a product-centric approach rather than a market-centric approach. It's like, this is what we did. We had our Dermarola, we went to market and we go, here market, here's our product. But we didn't even know if the market wanted that product. We didn't know their pains, fears, desires and wants. We just went out and went, here market. Now, my brother, if you listen, pal, love you, mate. He sometimes calls me with, 
these ideas on the phone and I go with a product idea and I go, oh, mate, that sounds really interesting. But I'm like, at the same time, mate, how do we know they want that? Do, is that, you know, do they have pains with the existing thing that they're using already? He doesn't know. So, I mean, this is the thing coming out to the market with just a product that's risky ass crap. And I mean, they even teach this in university, which is mind-blowing. A story that really highlights this is when we were kids, we lived near a golf course and we'd go into the lakes and we'd feel for golf balls with our feet. Anyway, we would then sell them at a crossing where the, I think it was the second hole went to the third hole. I had to cross a road. And we would wait there and sell golf balls to the golfers as they'd walk across the road. Now, it wasn't long. A lot of golfers started asking us, no, I don't want any golf balls. Have you got any tees? We were like, tees? Okay. We went to the golfers with just a product. They didn't want that. They didn't want golf balls. They wanted tees. So what did we go get then? We got and got tees. So then we sold them the tees. That is a market-centric approach because that's what the market wanted. Number four, offers. Now, we've touched on this a little bit, but I'm just going to go into a little bit more depth. Now, we just were selling a commodity product against other commodity products. The only person that wins there is the lowest price guy in town. That is it. Now, if you're selling... Say, I've got a water bottle here. If you're selling, say, a water bottle in a bunch of 10,000 other water bottles on Amazon, you are screwed. You're going to have to be the lowest price guy because if you're not, you're not going to win. Now, as small business owners, we can't compete with those massive companies that can spit out water bottles like they're going out of fashion. But what we can do is we can put an offer together. So if you're selling water bottles to... Yoga, people that like yoga. So then what you could do is put an offer together, go, all right, we're going to sell this water bottle. We're also going to give them a ebook on yoga, stretches and moves or whatever it is. And then maybe you could throw in like, be part of the Facebook group where you do free workouts on a Saturday morning or something. But what I'm trying to say is you're putting together an offer and then instead of charging $8, and trying to compete with everyone on a product-to-product basis, you now can charge $15 because you've put together an offer and the perceived value is high. Now, I mean, that yoga example, I don't even know what yoga and yoga people want. I, I don't even do yoga, but I'm just trying to use it as an example. You have to make so that the perceived value is high and then you can charge a, a higher price. Number five, selling on Amazon. Now, selling on Amazon, you do not get any customers' email addresses. What you have to realize is when you're selling on Amazon, they're not your customers. They're Amazon's customers. Now, this is a big problem because us as online entrepreneurs, we have to build a list. That is the most important thing. We ha That is the only asset we have. So... We must build a list. We must find a way. Now, what I would do is if I was going to do it again, and I'll use the Dermaroller example, so skincare niche. What 
or market, I should say. But what I would do is I would research some real pain points around using derma rollers for the people that do use them. And then I would probably do a Facebook ad driving them to an opt-in page. Now, I would have an ebook or a series of videos on the derma roller. Once I had really done my research and found out what their pain points are, like how to use, maybe they're having trouble using it or whatever. But then once they gave me their email address in exchange for these videos or the ebook, then I would redirect the page to my Amazon listing. So it took them to the page that they can just see my listing and then buy the product. And I would probably throw in like a discount code or something of value to make them go whatever. But the, 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 the point about it is, is that now you got their email address before they bought your product. And now you can follow them up with a follow-up sequence of emails. So you can present offers frequently and then that'll make, uh, then you don't have to advertise it. It's much better and you'll see much better returns because we must remember offers plus the frequency of those offers equals cash. Number six, advertising. Now online, there's two types of advertising. There's search-based advertising or patent interrupt advertising. Now search-based is like your Google and your Amazon stuff. And patent interrupt is like Instagram or Facebook where you're scrolling through on your newsfeed and you see a picture pop up. That's patent interrupt. Now, what? Now one is not necessarily better than the other but it just depends on the product you're selling. Now, search-based advertising, what you must remember is that people are searching, they're in search mode, they're comparing your product with other products, okay? So, it depends what you're selling. If I was going to sell the derma rollers again because they've got little needles, I would use patent interrupt selling and I probably would use a lot of curiosity to drive them to an opt-in page, get their email address, and then from there to the listing. Now, as I spoke about earlier, number five, but it just depends on your offer. Number seven. Now, this is last, but definitely not least. I believe you have to have at least a basic understanding of marketing and sales. Not knowing what you're doing absolutely sucks. It's a really terrible thing. It's just that unsure feeling all the time, not knowing which step to take, it's, it's, you need to have at least a basic under, understanding. I mean, in aviation, before we even get close to an aeroplane, we've done a lot of study to have that knowledge. It's like anything. You must have a, some sort of knowledge to be able to at least know if you're going in the right direction. A good place to start, in my opinion, is books of people that have gone out there and done it. Read their books. Another good place is courses. Just be very careful on who you're getting the course from. Make sure it's from a legitimate source and they're the real deal. They're not just some fake guru. Now guys, that's it. The, the seven reasons why I think I failed on Amazon. Now there's, what I'll do is I'll timestamp where those seven points started and so you can go back and listen to them again if you like. Now there's a few in there that probably need to go way deeper than what I just, I, I scratched the surface on some of those and they're probably separate episodes on their own. Now I'll probably go back and do that 
at a later stage. Now, sorry guys that there was a bit of static in some of those points in the episode. My garage band was playing up and so I've deleted it and reinstalled it and that seems to be working. But until next time guys, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get a hold of me, I'd love to hear from you at thismarketingthing.com. Until next time, see you later.